Hi, everyone. Um, welcome back to Come As You Are, um, my little project, my little project, my little podcast, baby. Um, and I'm really excited because my best friend is here today. And um, yeah, and in a second, I will let them introduce themselves. But um, I just wanted to say that this week, um, we'll be talking about mental health in relationships. Um, because I decided that every week for the month of February, we will be doing a topic about love. And funny enough, Valentine's Day is one of my favorite holidays. So um, I'm really excited about this one. And yeah. Okay, Bestie, you want to in introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Adriana as well, but I'm better known as Adri. Uh, my pronouns are she and they, and I am in my later 20s, so a little closer to 30. <laughs> um, and I guess my relationship uh, short, like a short little history is that I've had all kinds of relationships. I've had long-term relationships. I've had short flings, situationships, uh, only first dates that didn't go anywhere. Um, and I'm also queer. Um, I like to say that I'm pansexual. So um, I guess I like to define that more for myself as I date everyone but cis men. And I complete that um, circle of the sexuality spectrum because I only date cis men. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I will give my introduction as well. Um, I'm Adriana and the two Adrianas. Let's go. Um, and my pronouns are she and her. And I my experience I have never been in a serious relationship and I have mostly just been doing a psychological study of our dating apps and how terrible the men are out there <laughs> um but no I've mostly been in situationships and um like one friends with benefits and um, I've talked to people for a few hours and then they just leave. Um, and I've been on a few dates um, that did not lead anywhere, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, and I am in the earlier side of the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to make that not awkward, but I think this will be really interesting because um we'll be providing two different perspectives in terms of you know life experience we've had mm -hmm. and um I'm really excited about this because this is a topic that Adrian and I talk about all the time yes and um <laughs> like if y'all knew <laughs> and how <sighs> the other side of people that nobody else sees but we see us earth sign exactly exactly um, i'm a virgo by the way yes <laughs> <laughs> and i am a capricorn that's why we're such a great match exactly mm -hmm. um so yeah um a little bit about how the podcast is gonna go today so i um kind of wrote up um three different prompts and um each of us is gonna share about like two to four things about oh my god I shouldn't have said that it's fine <laughs> um but each of us are gonna share a few things about um these prompts which I'm very excited about mm -hmm. and just kind of like what we think about the other person's um contribution of like what they've seen and what they've experienced and um yeah and then we'll talk a little bit about like advice and stuff but uh I'm so excited okay I hope you guys enjoy this episode today um alrighty so 
Um, Adri, what are some things that in your experience, your romantic experience, what are some things that you've learned about yourself in regards to mental health in a relationship? That is a great question. And to be honest, when I read this question, I had to think about it for a minute. I was like, what have I learned? But to be honest, I've learned a lot about myself and my own mental health when it comes to relationships. I think the really key thing for myself um, is communication. I need open communication. I need there to be like just this understanding and just openness because I hate making guesses and I hate guessing games and I really don't like having to read another person's mind. I would much rather it be more harmonious and just be like, hey, by the way, um, my mental health is really shit this week and I'm going to be really busy. So like, you're not going to hear from me as much. And that within itself makes me feel better because um, I guess just with past relationships and like past trauma, um, short content warning, I'm just going to mention like um, abusive relationships. Um, But I was in one from like 16 to 21. And from that relationship, it really led me to be very anxious in relationships. And so coming out of that into a different relationship that was a little more healthy, I noticed that I was like more anxiously attached and being like, oh my gosh, can you communicate with me, please? So communication is very key for me and my own mental health. Um, I think something else that's really key for me and my own mental health is having my own space. Um, I was once in a partnership where me and this person spent literally like 24 seven together. And it felt like we were becoming enmeshed and like our personalities were becoming one and I need my own space so that I can still be my own person because, um, I truly believe that we are our own person and another person does not complete us. So for me and my own mental health and like my own anxiety and depression and like all of that, I need my own space and just the understanding that, Um, my partner is not my savior and that my partner is not going to fulfill everything that I need in my life because that's not realistic. And um, having the pressure to have my partner be everything for me, like this is like coming from like a partner putting that pressure on me. Mm -hmm. um, That doesn't work for me because then I start to get more anxious and more, um, hypervigilant about being like, oh my gosh, well, if I want to need some advice on something, like my partner expects me to go to them for all of my advice needs when really I trust this other person a little more with the situation, if that makes any sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So those are just some of the things that I've learned about my own mental health in relationships. Awesome. Yeah, I think that I have learned, like, I resonate with the need for communication so much. Like, I could write, like, a whole essay on this. Era could be a whole podcast, (laughs) frankly. (laughs) Um, So, for me, communication is really important because, um, like you were saying, that you won't know their needs until they tell you and they won't know your needs until you tell them. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, like I, I also have an anxious attachment style. Unfortunately, it, it makes life very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it comes from the idea that when I first started trying to date that, I just kept like getting consistently ghosted and it really like kind of bruised my heart a little bit. Oh my God. And, um, and it was just like, I've always been someone who struggles with like loneliness a lot. So it, um, it definitely scarred me a bit. And when I started talking to people that I realized, um, we're gonna be there longer than a day if they didn't tell me like hey 
I'm going to be busy or, hey, um, something's going on and I can't really give you some attention right now. I realized that, like, if they didn't communicate, like, why they were not going to be communicating with me, it would make me really anxious that they were going to leave. And, and even though I'm working on it and I'm like self trying to like self soothe in the sense, in the times where that happens, it's so helpful to, it's helpful in order to like plan your day in general, but also to like, um, kind of get a sense of like where you're like, emotional energy is Mm -hmm. so like sometimes like my emotional energy is so drained because someone has not texted me back and I'm starting to get worried Mm -hmm. and and the thing is that like communication in that sense of like 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 just that aspect is kind of the bare minimum like even if somebody in a relationship if even if you're in a relationship with somebody who has a secure attachment style which oh my gosh I'm very happy for you um (laughs) was I gonna say like they're not gonna find anything wrong with it like they could appreciate that you tell them that too they'd be like okay great thank you for telling me like Mm -hmm. I think it's not like um I think everybody like if you guys like establish that everybody wins in that situation and it definitely um gives that person who has an anxious attachment style like a sense of peace and Mm -hmm. it puts their mind at ease and it does not like trigger like an anxiety response that triggers the whole body um which unfortunately I've experienced too much and I I don't think anybody should ever have to experience that. Um, And so that's one thing. And then another thing in terms of communication is when you you communicate with your partner, um, I've recently like felt like, but wait, before I start that, I've recently felt like at least twice a month how precious life is and how time is kind of like, significant and insignificant at the same time and like it's important to share what's on your heart and what's in your head and obviously like it's important to like read the situation and maybe sometimes you should not be sharing certain things or you should not be saying certain things and um definitely like um what's the word um make sure you know the tone of like your emotion when you're saying those things because that can be hurtful Mm -hmm. um but recently um this past week I had a conversation with somebody (laughs) and (laughs) AJ knows who it is (laughs) Um, but um let's just say that this person and I started a conversation about our relationship with one another in last summer and I was such a nervous wreck that I wanted to say so much more but I couldn't just because I was nervous Mm -hmm. and just this week I feel like I like finished that conversation with that person and oh my god it like made me so happy and um something that they told me um actually no I'll share what they told me later but um (laughs) what was I gonna say but it just made me happy that and it felt just so light and like relieving that I could share what was on my heart you know Mm -hmm. and so that's one thing um just lots of stuff about communication is so important and then the next two things are kind of connected but um honoring how you feel and not suppressing how you feel um because if someone makes you feel sad um I think it is worth sharing it with that other person in your life and I don't think it's something to be ashamed of or 
or something that you should hide because that's not healthy either Mm -hmm. um but the right person won't make you feel like your emotions or what you react to or what triggers you is too much or like it's um like it's weird like they won't make Uh you feel like that or like it's a burden or something yeah yeah and the last thing that I'm learning and I'm working on with my therapist is that you are not hard to love and the love the love that you put out in the world is a beautiful thing um and you don't love too much and the right person will think that will appreciate the love you give towards them and the right person will embrace you wholeheartedly mm-hmm. um yeah so and I could definitely go way more into that but I think that's something I should I'm gonna let that sit with everybody you are not hard to love um yeah so um so as we've established everybody take notes y'all communication (laughs) communication (laughs) is important um so now that we've talked a bit about like what um like what we've learned like about ourselves I think it's important to talk about like what we've learned from others um more specifically the other person in the relationship you've been with um and or the other person you've had a short-term interaction with um so what are some things you've learned Adrian? oh my god I've learned so much And I think um, uh, adding therapy to it as well has really helped me understand a lot of these things. Um, So I think one of the biggest things I've learned in a relationship is the way that we receive and give love. Um, So the way that I want to receive love will not be the same as my partner's. So like, if you want to think about like love languages, which is like, you know, um, like, let's say I like to receive love through physical touch, but my partner would rather receive love through gifts. Like those are two completely different ways and having the assumption that your romantic partner or even like a friendship, like these people receive and give love in the same way that you do is, um, it's just not, um, oh my goodness, what is the word? Um, it's not realistic. It's not true because you are your own person and your partner is their own person. And, you know, we're going to give and receive love in different ways. We're going to show care in different ways. Um, so that's one thing that I've really, really learned. Um, another thing that I have also learned, and um, I find this to be really true, is that um, trauma is its own love language. Understanding your partner's trauma is yeah. such a love language. And I feel like um, what really solidified it for me is like all of the like mental health Instagram things that I follow and just reading it and talking to my therapist about it and applying it to my own relationships. Like it's so true. Um, I think that with trauma, it like really impacts the way that we receive and give love and the way that we communicate with one another. Um, I was, I remember coming from like another content warning, abusive relationships. Um, when I came out of an abusive relationship and finally got into like an actual healthy dynamic, it triggered so many, um, trauma responses it triggered Mm -hmm. so much for me and Mm -hmm. my therapist was like um sometimes the way that we unlearn like really hard relationship trauma is being in a healthy dynamic that challenges that that kind of like oh I know and it's like (laughs) 
it's like so hard because you're like, but I thought I was over that, but it's like, no, being in a relationship that triggers that trauma response, like it, it kind of challenges you to not only learn, but also grow with your partner and help heal that wound. Um, and I think also understanding your partner's trauma is one of the best ways to have a good dynamic, like understanding that, like, I don't know, let's say like you were in like a, not a great relationship. There was barely any communication. The communication led you to being super anxious and like super clingy and super like, but where are you and what's happening and like, what's going on? Um, of course, if your partner starts exhibiting those same behaviors, it's going to cause those trauma responses versus like, I'm really grateful that my last relationship um, was the most secure I've ever felt in any relationship. And mm -hmm. just having this like constant communication and understanding and grace and patience, like led me to have a way more secure attachment and being able to know like, you know, they haven't really talked to me today. That's okay though, because like we've had really secure dynamics. This isn't a pattern. Like they're probably just having a really hard day or their mental health is acting up or something. And then by the end of the day, when we get to talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, a trauma thing or like one of your trauma responses were triggered and you needed space. Okay, cool. We were able to talk about it. I think um, mm -hmm. those understanding your partner's trauma and understanding your trauma and how each other's trauma affects one another is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, something that I've learned um, from being in relationships um, with people who have mental health issues, as someone with mental health issues, and I'm going to list them out for you, uh, depression, anxiety, horrible ADHD, and depersonalization and derealization. Um, I think being uh, able to understand what that means for your partner is super important. And also having patience with knowing that sometimes they may not have all the words to explain how, like, for example, like with me, how ADHD might affect me every day. Sometimes I can't really explain it, um, which is like super normal and it goes along with ADHD, but doing research and like maybe going online and being like, how can I support a partner with ADHD? What can I do to like show up and like be there for them? And then like being able to talk about it and being, and of course asking permission and consent and being like, hey, do you have space to talk about how, again, ADHD like affects your, your life? Um, how can I be more supportive? Mm -hmm. Do you have space to talk about this? And being able to say like, hey, I read online that like sometimes X, Y, and Z and me being able to say like, oh my God, yeah, that's true. This is how you can show up for me, I think is so important with mental health and relationships. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, where are you done? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, um, yes. Wow. Um, I yeah. went off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you you spoke the truth. Um, you spoke your truth. Um, was I gonna say? Yeah, I definitely think something that just I just had a light bulb moment that like like for instance, like one of the things that I'm working on with my therapist is changing the way I feel. Wait, content warning. I'm gonna talk about how I feel about my body for like a minute and a half approximately um I'm working on improving my body image and that definitely fluctuates a lot when I'm in a relationship and it does not fluctuate in a great way and um I think that it's interesting because like letting the other person know that yes is very vulnerable that's very scary and sometimes um they don't know how to support you just yet but it's a really good feeling when you can tell that they're trying to learn how to support you oh my god yes um yeah i think it's a great feeling so that was something that i just thought of but um <laughs> but something that I've learned about others um, would be that 
just because you can support them and like you're in a good place with yourself in order to like like figuratively open your heart and open your um arm like yes your arms to them and embrace them doesn't mean that they're ready for your support or they're ready for somebody's support in general maybe they just want to deal with this on their own and um that sometimes because of that because they just want to deal with it on their own um that they might not have room in their life for you and they might not choose to be in a relationship right now and sometimes that can really hurt hearing that um it's definitely hurt and it's really sometimes it's hard um to not take it personally Mm -hmm. um and you kind of just have to remember that like they're doing this for them and it's not because of something you did and sometimes it's hard because like I I feel like I have one of the biggest hearts on the planet and you do (laughs) and sometimes it it's it's hard coming to terms with like it doesn't make sense to me um why people would choose to do it alone if they knew I was there to be with them and support them and like I know why that happens but at the same time I'm like but I'm there like like I want to be with you like let me support you (laughs) but it's it's definitely been like a hard pill to swallow um that like sometimes people just need to figure it out on for themselves and um the next one um you say it with me now you you are are (laughs) not responsible not responsible for their well-being for their well-being amen yes you cannot save someone that is so true yes and (laughs) and that um that's also been a hard pill to swallow but reminding myself because I I feel like I just care so deeply and so much and sometimes I kind of have to like limit myself because I'm not realizing that that is going to start to hurt me if I don't cut that shit out immediately. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that just like, we're not, um, like we can be the cherry on top to their Sunday just as much as they can be the cherry on top to our ice cream sundae Mm -hmm. but we cannot like you were saying like we don't complete them like we are not the solution to their problems Mm -hmm. and maybe we can offer a helping hand but it's not like like it shouldn't um what's the word I'm thinking of um like it should not be like a like a job essentially yeah yeah and that's still a a thing I'm trying to understand today Mm -hmm. but I think it's important to remember that and um the next thing is that sometimes people don't feel comfortable disclosing their mental health status with you right when you meet them. And obviously it's not going to be like, hi, my name's Adriana and I struggle with body image. No, it's not going to be like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I might tell them the next day, but definitely not. (laughs) But, but um, yeah, I like, I was, I was with, I was in a situationship, um, and when I met them, it felt like like they were incredibly kind and just really understanding and definitely gave me a glimpse as to what a secure relationship could feel like. But um, in, 
in the first few weeks, they never, or months, they never, like, shared with me until later that they, um, like, experienced depression from time to time, and it definitely really affected them and um, affected our dynamic, Um, and I did the best I could, and and they did the best they could, but we had to part ways. And, um, but I think what I'm getting at with that is that like, we definitely have to honor and respect when they choose to share that with us. Um, because maybe they don't feel safe or they don't feel ready to, um, or maybe they haven't told anybody in their entire life. Maybe their friends don't know, but, um, I mean, in my opinion, um, I would definitely want somebody to share that with me, feel comfortable enough to share that with me sooner rather than later. But at the same time, like I would understand if they didn't feel comfortable until later. Um, but yeah, so that's when, and then I guess the last thing would be, oh my gosh, this is this is probably the one that gets me real fired up, <laughs> that just because they have a, someone has a mental health condition does not excuse them from being a shitty person and being shitty towards you. That is not an excuse to treat someone terribly. And... Um, yeah, I think that's self-explanatory and um, I've definitely been on the receiving end of that and it's definitely an uncomfortable conversation to have, but I think it is also a very good reminder. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I agree with you. Yeah, so... Um, wow, I'm learning so much from this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I feel like I'm being reminded of like little things where I'm like, oh my God, no, you're so right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Freaking people are terrible. More specifically, cis men, but people are terrible. (laughs) Which is why I want to date cis men. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, how can I say this? Um, everyone else within the uh, gender spectrum are also, can also be terrible. Like, it's not isolated to just cis men. But honestly, I don't want to deal with cis men. <laughs> and just like my own sexuality, I'm not super attracted to cis men like that. So there's that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, as we're like um kind of wrapping up I think the last point we wanted to touch on is like things that like like I don't know little pieces little crumbs of wisdom that and like some advice that we wanted to share with you the listeners all three of you (laughs) an intimate gathering if you will (laughs) (laughs) um and share it with you and maybe it could be something that um you apply to your own life or you just take it with a grain of salt and be like these people don't know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. or um maybe you can share it with someone else so um, AJ, what are some things that you would like to share? Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, my first, like my number one little tidbit of advice, wisdom, whatever you want to call it is trust the red flags, trust the red flags. If there is a red flag on like day one, that red flag is not suddenly going to resolve itself because of like, three to four, however many more dates you go on. It's Mm -hmm. not suddenly going to resolve itself. Um, I would trust the red flags. And for me, um, big red flags are like lack of emotional maturity, um, lack of honesty, um, and just like, um, I don't know, not being super, how can I say this? 
like just not being open, not being communicative, communicative about things um, on top of just other mm-hmm. little personality traits where you're like, oh, I don't know. That feels kind of icky. I don't know how I feel about that. Trust the red flags. Those are big things for me. Um, and those are things that I'm still learning to this day, which is why I'm like, like so intensely highlighting trust the red flags. Um, you heard that thing, everybody, trust the red flags. Trust the damn red flags. Ah. Um, something else for me that is like super, super important is that you can't do the work for your partner to make a relationship work. You cannot put forth the effort and like the want for a relationship to work if your partner is not reciprocating that. Reciprocation is so important. It's a two-way street. And to piggyback off of um, you not being able to do all the work for someone to make a relationship work is that if things are starting to get hard or rather if you're coming towards the end of a relationship where you have done everything, it's not working out, you know that y'all are going to break up, whatever the situation is. Adding a commitment, a higher level of commitment is not going to fix that. And a higher level commitment is moving in together, getting married, having a baby, adopting a dog, um, putting some kind of financial tie together, whether that be like incorporating your finances together, merging your finances together, whatever it may be. If you already know it's not going to work out, do not add (laughs) something else to it because it's just going to make it way more complicated. And um, I don't know, I feel like people are very quick to say, well, if we just move in together, everything will be easier. Been there, done that. Um, Not the moving in part, but I almost moved in with someone and it, it didn't work out. Like, Mm -hmm. thankfully, things ended before we even got to that step. And I cannot imagine like getting to the moving in step and then having it fall apart. And Mm -hmm. um, at the time, this is like a quick tangent. Um, they on. mentioned that during our little breakup where they're like, could you imagine us breaking up after moving in together? And I was so upset about it at the time, but like reflecting back, they were right. They were 100% right. Like, yes, mm-hmm. we should not add a higher level of commitment if it's not going to work out. Um, so those are my little tidbits. Um, oh, one last thing, actually. Um, is to trust what your partner says. If your partner says that, or rather if you're starting to date someone or you're starting to talk to someone or whatever it is, if they say like, I'm not interested in getting married, but you really want to get married, like trust that they're saying they don't want to get married. You can't just change. You can't change someone. You can't change what someone wants. If someone says they're not emotionally available for anything, trust that. If someone says that they don't want to move across the country, but you really do, trust that. Like, Mm -hmm. trust what your partner slash the person you're talking to dating says and don't push them um, because that just leads to... um, my goodness, what is the word? Resentment. And -hmm. resentment is horrible and it's really hard to come back from it. Okay. That's all I had to say. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is actually like the timing of things right now. I'll tell you more about it later, but um, (laughs) right now in um, like one of my social work classes, we're starting to dive into couples and family therapy mm-hmm. and um, one of the like fathers of making relationships work and understanding like marriage and couples dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things he like talks about is like resentment, like being like one of the things that will like destroy a relationship um and I was gonna say but yeah that that just reminded me of that um some things that I've learned um I think the first one is to um as we've as the theme of this episode has been mostly about communicating literally about anything um communicate to your significant other what makes you feel safe 
And I think that's something in a conversation to have from the very beginning, because for instance, I think this is one of the most important examples. If somebody's like response when they get triggered in a romantic dynamic um, is to go somebody mm-hmm. um, the for X reason um, and they don't tell the other person the other person's going to be really hurt obviously but they're not like they're not going to know that maybe they accidentally said or did something that triggered this person um, to deciding to exit this dynamic and that is like very that can be a very scary and very vulnerable conversation but um ultimately like your emotional and your mental safety is probably going back to last week's episode is probably one of the most important things I can think of when it comes to your self-care because if you don't feel like emotionally and mentally safe with somebody else that is just gonna set off a bunch of things within your body that are not gonna feel great and it's gonna it could be really hard to like jump jump um jump back from that essentially so that's something I recommend like with all my heart and um the next thing would be um, showing up as your true self. And this is something that I continue to learn that you, um, regardless of what unique baggages you come with mm-hmm. into a relationship, someone who, anyone, um, who can accept that is that's going to be such a beautiful feeling and I can't wait to feel it one day but um that essentially that somebody's going to accept that that's where I'm getting at with this somebody's going wow. to accept that mm-hmm. and that does not mean you should compromise like who you are like what's mm-hmm. a part of your identity like what makes you happy what makes you sad what triggers you Mm -hmm. um that doesn't mean like you should hide that or compromise that or change that and I think that that's because changing that that's also going to damage you as well Mm -hmm. um so don't change that because y'all are just lovely people and I love you for who you are (laughs) please uh, <laughs> yes. Um, yes don't compromise your well-being <laughs> yes yes and um the last thing that I'm going to say is that vulnerability is sexy vulnerability mm-hmm. is also scary but the most important thing is that vulnerability is sexy Letting people know how you feel is sexy. Um, telling them what you like, all your weird quirks. Yep. Um, you guys, Adri shares her weird quirks with me all the time, and <laughs> I embrace them wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, it's true. I agree with you. <laughs> and so, um, but like letting them know, like opening yourself up is scary but oh my god it's hot um and and the other thing is like going back to what I was saying earlier that conversation that I had with somebody this week they were so appreciative of me sharing how I truly felt and honestly kind of maybe opened a new door for us um but also um something that they shared with me that made me like I guess feel like emotionally safe was that they said that they were like I'm never going to be mad at you for telling me for telling me how you feel Mm -hmm. and that was something really special that meant a lot to me so yeah 
Um, but I think that those are those like 3 a.m. talks and those like, I don't know, things that you share in like, I don't know, mental, uh, it, when you're in the middle of a breakdown, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the juicy stuff. That's where it's at. But also, I mean, I, I hope that everybody either currently has or will find someone that um, feels comfortable enough to be vulnerable with you as you feel with them. I love that. Look at us hopeless romantics ah! over here. <laughs> Getting screwed <laughs> over and shit. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> in that case. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You ended it on such a cute note. No, okay. no, 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 no. It's okay. It's honestly, I think that it is more than normal when you're going through, uh, or rather when you're learning what it's like to be in a romantic relationship with someone to feel utterly frustrated and devastated and to be like when is this going to work out because to be honest oh my god 110 percent I am at that moment where I'm like (laughs) well um I would very much like to be in a beautiful loving partnership with some beautiful queer person um but unfortunately that has not come yet. And I have to say, I am, I, I do feel a little bitter at times, but at the same time, I'm like, no, no, no. Let the hopeless romantic come out. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. A hundred percent. Oh, 110%. No, I completely feel that. I like, I think I was talking to you about this the other day that like, no matter how infuriating and how frustrating like meeting other people can be and it can like make me a little cynical at times um (laughs) was I gonna say I love love and I'm like and I think that it's that's probably gonna be like something that like guides me for the rest of my life in a good direction I hope but I completely agree with you because I'm feeling the same way. I'm like dating again. (laughs) Why? I don't want to do it. But at the same time, I'm also like, I love love. And I'm so (laughs) hopeless romantic that I'm like, yes, my Venus is in Scorpio. I love that. Um, yeah, um, speaking of Venus and Scorpio, everybody, we're doing a episode sometime in the future where we read our birth charts and analyze them. So I'm very excited about that. Stay tuned. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, what is something that you learned today, Adrian? Oh, I feel like something that I learned slash was very much reminded of is the fact that um, you can be so willing to give everything to someone, but if the consent isn't there, if the person is not open to it, and if they're not ready for it, you, you like just the reminder to step back with grace and to say, this is not a reflection of me. Like you were mentioning, this is not about me. It's about the other person and being able to step back and say like, okay, I'm going to respect that. I think that's like a really good reminder and something that is just so important. So thank you. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think it's like, it's one of those things where you have to remind yourself constantly it can't just be like oh one reminder and that's it yeah like you have to remind yourself constantly about it yeah 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 um I think okay something I've learned about today um is that when you are starting or when you are in the middle of a romantic relationship with somebody to 
understand their trauma mm-hmm. and I feel I I knew that but I feel like you gave me a whole new perspective today to consider um with future people that I meet and I think that one of the most important things that you said that stood out to me is kind of like um making the effort well one not having like I mean that person can teach you about like the mental health conditions that they live with and they can try to describe it to you but I think the most important thing I learned is like like an act of love would be doing your best to educate yourself with like outside sources Mm -hmm. and kind of like confirming with them hey is this good Mm -hmm. um on how to support that person I think that's one of the most important things I learned yeah 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 no I hear you I feel like I I learned that a lot within like my last relationship where I was like wow yeah this is actually very helpful thank you (laughs) yeah yeah wow oh my gosh (laughs) um so well I think that's gonna be it for today everyone um thank you so much for tuning in and um ah, so happy you were here um yeah and I think that I hope I hope everybody who listens takes something with them and applies it to their own love lives um to their relationship with their own selves um and maybe you can share somebody you knew with someone else in their life like like um sorry that that might have sounded a little weird but I mean like if you're listening to this and maybe you feel like what we talked about today doesn't apply to you but it could apply to something like your friend has been telling you about Mm -hmm. um okay well one not to sound petty but tell them to listen to the podcast (laughs) But (laughs) but two you should share this with them and maybe that will help them out a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, um, I love you guys. Um, I hope you have a great week. Um, look out for those red flags. <laughs> and um, yeah, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.